0: Do, 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 This is GI Joeberg, episode 223. We're getting down. We're flipping our Joes around. We're going from sweet to sour, sour to sweet. It's amazing. It's incredible. Welcome to everybody in the audience. Welcome to you morning, day, or night. And welcome to the other people in the studio who are here with me. It is... Steve...
1: <laughs> The Usual suspects and whoop whoop, Paul, <laughs> <laughs> the police. Yes, Rob, uh, thank you very much for introducing us, my friend. Uh, we're back, it's another week, and it's another episode of G.I. Joburg. Today, we have tasked ourselves with coming up with lists of figures and toys that we've changed our minds on, either for better or for worse. Toys that we never liked before and all of a sudden have taken a, a liking to. And toys that we did always like and now have soured on. Hence, Sweet or Sour. Which I've established is a game that we used to play as children. And it clearly didn't make its way to Johannesburg. Is that right, Paul? I'm Basically, pretty sure sweet, people sweet played or it, sour I just is, didn't do it. Oh, now. yeah, because you just didn't associate with strangers. Anyways, Sweet or Sour <laughs> is if you um, wave at a total stranger and they wave back, they're sweet. If they don't, they scowl at you or otherwise make some threatening gesture, they're sour. Rob, did you play this game?
0: It sounds familiar. Um, although I think my mom was a lot more strict about me, you know, <laughs> waving at strangers than maybe your parents were.
1: <laughs> I, just, I just think, like, it was something we played at traffic lights. You know, when the car mm. was stopped at the lights uh, and if you were in the back of a station wagon, you'd wave and... Maybe they'd wave back or maybe they'd ram the back of your car. Anyways, we're not talking about <laughs> ramming cars or otherwise. We're talking
2: about G.I. Joe, baby. And also, I suppose, throwing into the whole mix there just a little bit is maybe your Christmas list. You know, it is that time of the year. Mariah Carey has come out oh, to usher boy, in yeah. the new festive season along with... <laughs> Along with the four horsemen, and that is Boney M, Michael Bublé, and the other two people that do Christmas albums, <laughs> who have since faded into obscurity. But it is upon us, the fest of uh, apocalypse has has been brought near, <laughs> and that means we're all excited to get mysterious toys in our in boxes, hopefully sometime in December, and uh, hopefully our significant others. And spouses and friends and <laughs> family members podcast. are listening to this podcast so that they can get into <laughs> to ordering now to beat that shipping munch, rush at munch. the end of the year. So, <laughs> Good luck. So, um, so, yeah. So, with that uh, said, sorry, I cut you off, Stephen. What was that that you were going <clears> to? <throat> yeah, new shit, baby. Boom, boom, yeah.
1: boom. It arrived. New boys. toys. New toys. <sighs> what you going to do? Tiger Force Outback. Perfect. Nice. <laughs> the man, the legend, the kitty shirt. Yes, okay. OG Tiger Force Outback is back in my possession, ladies and gentlemen.
3: It was incredible.
1: Two weeks less. Um, and it was untracked from Denmark to Australia. So clearly it can be done. Uh, and it only the, the shipping was only 11 US. That doesn't Crunchy. sound right.
0: That's nothing. That is... that something. Did that arrive being... in like an envelope or something?
1: <laughs> it arrived in a box, but like in true OzPost style, they like, they leave it at your doorstep. But in, I mean, in the case of a smallish box, they don't even do that. Like they just elastic bandit to the fence post. <laughs> 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 Bizarre. Um, anyways, so this, this this package was elastic banded to the fence post, and it was <laughs> in a downpour. <laughs> so my oh, okay.
0: so like, If you don't know, that's a thing.
1: Oh, God. I, 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 I could poke my finger through the box, and it kind of reduced to, like, tissue paper. <laughs> mm. oh. Anyways, fortunately, Outback was in a, a Ziploc bag, a nice sturdy one. You know, not the cheap shit, like the thick plastic Ziploc uh and he's he's fantastic i mean as as expected both elbows had cracks but hmm. i did test out my um i don't know my toy poloy fix where you just put a bit of super glue in there very little and then put in some filler like uh uh something really fine like i, I don't know i think i used tapioca starch um but corn, corn flour will do. And then you kind of just cement over that a little bit. And then you can kind of buff that down and nice and smooth. It just basically stops this, the crack from spreading and also fills in the crack. So, I mean, if you really wanted to get a handy and find a paint match, you could effectively blend it so that the crack disappears. But that's yeah, just a little too, too far. I didn't even know but there
0: was a thing. Yeah, to fix well,
1: you, you can kind of kind of make yourself sleep easier at night knowing that like you're you know they're not going to crack any further basically you've stopped stopped time anyways guys he's he's beautiful um, oh, as yeah. those of you watching the YouTube presentation uh, will no doubt attest um, yeah no, good toy legendary cool, toy
2: the ultimate outback if you ask me um, anyone got some new shit I got some new shit I can talk about, but I think Rob was about to tell us something. What? I was about to
0: tell you, I I, I didn't get anything. <laughs>
2: oh no, that's, that's <laughs> tragic. That's Sorry, tragic. it is
0: tragic. <laughs> it it happens, you know. Week to week, I just kind of check the the mailbox, and there's nothing in there, and I'm like, okay, that's fine,
3: that's
1: fine. Nothing, I made it through another week. Nothing elastic bandage to your fence. No, no, not at all. In a nothing, downpour. Not, not <laughs> no, no
2: packages in the in the rainy. <laughs> so wacky, wacky. I've been uh, I haven't got any well uh last you know I did that unboxing so I've been having a lot of fun with these guys the uh cobra infantrymen uh what? and uh yeah I'm busy on my cuz I I opened them and I'm busy on an unboxing review of this figure at the moment uh so after this podcast i'll be finishing my edits on this and opening shooting some footage for the next figure um that i received in that box for a review and experience and that whole thing so this has been me that's my new stuff i haven't received Mm -hmm. anything you know like new new but that's okay because i received a lot of cool new stuff in a big box from from mcd so that's awesome so yeah so you guys will see some of that Um, like i was saying in in the pre-game chat I've got about an hour's worth of G.I. Joe content to unleash on the channel. So that's exciting. Really, heck! With some more, with another box coming in uh, this coming week, with some more G.I. Joe content that will be pr- produced from that. So I'm super excited about that. And a little, a little a bit of Heberg content, which will be rad. So that's cool. Um, so nothing new, per se, for me. But I have been scouring the toy shops for the new release of the He-Man figures. And I thought I'd take you guys on a quick uh, G.I. Joe toy adventure. Um, so suspicious horse. <laughs> I love this thing. <laughs> I saw this on the shelf and I like just had to take a shot of shot of this horse because it's like this I love this the look on this horse's face is like, Are you masturbating? <laughs> I'm horse, bro. Like, oh, is that, I know is that is that you're Bruder? doing something. Yeah, it is Bruda. And I don't know, I just love that they do such conventional stuff. Um, I love this UPS truck. Celia saw this and she just laughed. And She's like, oh, yeah, we can get you a UPS truck because you get so excited when you see the del- <laughs> delivery vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> and I do. I do get excited when I see delivery vehicles because I'm like, ooh, is that my FedEx truck? Ooh, is that like my courier truck? <laughs> um, this, is,
0: this is fascinating that you can you can buy, you can do playtime where you ship things.
3: I yeah, mean, like you could. Can...
0: It used to be like you know, uh, ambulances and uh, cop cars and firefighters, but now they you can expand to just pl- doing a playtime where you load a truck full of stuff and then you deliver it to your other action figures.
2: Right, right, and you can have the forklift <laughs> there for like extra, you know, like for extra playtime fun. I think it's really great. It's like. The new mundane tasks range from (laughs) bruto, preparing you for your later life. (laughs) But let's put on our GI Joe goggles for two seconds and look at that truck and how you could convert that. Look at that dangerous Fanta orange shirt wearing maniac there. But like you could convert that into like some kind of mobile uh, operations kind of center. You know, you could because it does open and it's and it looks like it even opens on the side here. So. That could be something fun and cool to play with for our customizing guys. So, that was another thing. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Paul. I've
1: just found the like the how to add images to StreamYard. So, I'm going to troll you at every available opportunity. Um, awesome. Um, well, seeing as us... podcast on a podcatcher, don't know the fact that I'm just every time Paul puts up a different slide of, of a USPS uh... toy by Bruder, um, I'm going to give him TFI back.
2: Hey! Nice. My God. Well, <laughs> nice orange guy. seems to be the theme, and I also saw this fantastic-looking dump truck. Orange. This garbage truck. This wow! Is... This I, is I...
1: something that like early 20s me would invest in heavily. Mm. Yeah. Because I just had money to burn, and I wanted to build the world around my toys. So I would buy this stuff. I would totally be in on Bruder. Yeah, this would be um,
0: fantastic for for playtime. I mean, you can reenact the uh, the opening sequence from Commando. I mean, that's (laughs) cool. I was
1: about to say. But I mean, yes and no, Rob. This stuff is just really, really expensive uh, set dressing. Mm. You know, like, you are going to be super focused on your protagonists. This stuff just decorates the, you know, the deep background. Like, I often thought about construction vehicles and stuff to have, like, a construction site battle, which typically involved Magneto <laughs> mm. because Magneto is nothing if he doesn't have loads of metal objects to hurl around at the Hulk or Thor or the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why you know, these kind of heavy-duty vehicles were so uh, intriguing to me, not because I was going to ever play day-to-day you know, dump truck USPS <laughs> guy. So yeah, now that you mentioned it, that scene in Commando where they step off the back and they just drill that dude—that's
3: fantastic.
2: But yeah, I, I, I just I just see the customizing potential, and I and I look at it through the oh. eyes of guys like Bart Simon and and. Uh, do you want to make you know, more
1: dreadnought vehicles, Paul?
2: I, I do want to make some dreadnought vehicles. Um, but the, uh, even like a dump truck just makes for such a cool. <laughs> and there's art back again. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> look at that head sculpt. He just looks it's beautiful so hard.
1: and the, the, the white hair just makes so much sense to me. I'm sorry like I know everyone else says you know Outback needs to have red hair. What's this this imposter? Like what what happened? Did he you know drink the wrong chalice in uh, in the last crusade? Mm-hmm. Um anyways, uh, my 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 question to you gentlemen on the topic of Outback and pa- possibly bridging the gap between our topics paul you uh, your bruder um growing urge and and vintage joe what vehicle do you think outback specifically tiger force outback should make his personal ride
3: hmm.
2: <laughs> i think rob should go first on this one because i i know what i, I think i know it would be perfect for him but i want to hear rob's thoughts first
0: I probably, I don't
2: know. Probably like an all striker.
0: It seems pretty straightforward. Or um, a desert rat would actually look pretty cool. I think the mm. colors would, would would match pretty good. Would we'll complement each rat? other. Not desert rat. Uh, what's it called?
2: <laughs> mm. Desert fox. You mean desert There's
0: fox? That one. Oh god, desert rat.
2: I think I was <laughs> thinking of the tiger yep. force rat. <laughs> I oh desert... yeah, the
0: tiger
2: rat. Uh, I, I'm very partial to the idea of giving him a tiger sting I feel like in in the Joe continuity uh, in my mind anyway like or well, Joe cannon should we call it I think like the tiger sting is a vehicle like he co-opted that he stole like he stole the stinger, uh, a stinger a, from a cobra base that he infiltrated and you know he had it tigerized um, so to speak and that's he's like that's his jam that's his vehicle you can get around with it really well. I think a close second best to that would be the Tiger Paw, uh, mm-hmm. you know, considering how stripped down he is. But uh, just the striker I mean, striker, just the um, Tiger Sting just makes a lot of sense. He's got a nice place to keep his backpack. Um, maybe instead of having, you know, all the missiles on there, he could like change it out for like communications equipment so that he can stay in touch. I don't know. But I like that as a vehicle for him. In my mind, that's, that vehicle is for him to, to ride. And and I do feel that gap in my collection. You know. Like I do feel like this Tiger Force is mis- uh, Tiger Force Outback is missing from my collection. Because I just don't know. Like right now, Duke is kind of the Tiger Sting guy. <laughs> mm. You know, when I wanted to be Outback, because I feel like Outback is the leader of Tiger Force.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or at least the brand ambassador with that damn kitty shirt. Look, yeah. I'm I'm thinking a little bit out the box, but I would really love to see him at the controls of a a float plane or seaplane. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm also thinking that kind of Raiders of the Lost Ark opening, you know, escaping from the 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 locals. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, I just think that, and it kind of fits in with the fact that he's, he's this old, cantankerous, survivalist dude. He's got one of these, you know, rusty old birds that he keeps in in his, I don't know, out back behind his house, <laughs> <laughs> and he uses it to just, you know, fly to inaccessible places and land on, on these swampy waters. Anyways, that's it for, uh, for my postulation on this new toy. Paul, any more brooders you'd like to show us?
2: Oh no no no! That was it. Any I more just brooding I, on brooder uh, anymore. Yeah no, there's <laughs> there's no further brooding on Bruder. I just I saw them and I thought, hey, I'm gonna take a shot of these because I'm sure it'll be cool to talk about in the podcast. And it was. It was quite fun. I'm I I actually want to just quickly turn to the comments and see if anybody's like mentioned. Um, How cool! Like MC DJ say uh, says, is that a possible Honda Lu custom? Well, could be, could be. If you wanted to turn that. UPS, Universal Python Services, says Darren Cobb. (laughs) I like this, man. Uh, NCDJ wants to know where these were. I found these in a Toy Kingdom Um, on my side. I don't know if they have Toy Kingdom in America, Uh, but yeah. I feel uh, like Toy Kingdom is like a a, a poor man's Toys R Us, basically. It kind of is, although sometimes... It's better in some respects. You know, t- t- Toys R Us in South Africa is very much more like Babies R Us with a small bit of toys and yeah. video gaming stuff slapped onto it. Um, although, to answer the Folks question, in Oz of... would be able to find Bruder uh, at Toy World.
1: <laughs> yep. Mm. Getting real uh, original with the naming, naming conventions. we got Toy <laughs> Kingdom in South Africa and Toy World in Australia. But yeah, I sometimes confuse the two. Anyways, Toy Universe.
2: Mm-hmm. So. And then uh, MC DJ reckons that a Tiger or Striker would be Artback's uh, number one vehicle of choice. To which I suppose we should call it the Tiger Striker. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is yeah, good. Actually. Cool. But yeah, nothing. Uh, nothing new on my side. I figure just before we jump into our next segment, and I just want to just quickly like take up a little bit of air with this. Uh, this weekend that's just passed uh, we did a kung fu exhibition uh, so before we get into like what are you watching what are you you know wearing <laughs> <laughs> um, I did a bit of a kung fu expo with some of the guys and that was yesterday uh, in terms of the timing of this recording and so yeah so there's some shots of like sosso and I doing some Tai Chi I thought I'd start off nice and soft uh, you know you can see the back of us and uh, yay. And then uh, there's some stuff of me doing some form. So that's me doing tiger form. And it's got like a bit of a floor section there where you fight
0: someone like that.
2: Yeah, it's crazy, crazy. man. Uh, And that's more of it. So you can see my hands are like got the the fingers out because it's all tiger claw stuff. Although, admittedly, my fingers shouldn't be so open, but you know, adrenaline at a hot day and nerves. Um, Open them up a little bit. Then, yeah. And then there's just a few shots of me doing some kung fu yeah and then there's some and then some weapon work talk about Um, taking
1: it to the street this isn't like in some martial arts studio like literally you're on the bricks (laughs) yeah
2: and uh (laughs) good times because i had to roll on those bricks um you can see this if you look carefully you can see my like elbows on that and that's Mm. that's like after like after that your body like slams on the ground and then you come up and you come up to, onto your knees and you sort of turn so yeah that was fun um and that's after you've done like this really cool sort of thing that we call a tiger roll which is um for military guys you might be familiar with something called a commander role it's the same kind of thing paul should a man of your advanced age be doing such things totally dude <laughs> hell yeah man like that's the beauty of it i because i've been doing this since my 20s now or since my late 20s I've got the conditioning built up in me to, res- you know, to resist a lot of what you know is happening to me here, so that's cool. I, I would say if somebody had to start doing kung fu when they were like thirty-eight, <laughs> uh, it would be a little bit more tough. Um, but just to put it out there, um... uh, Paul,
1: you totally are channeling some I don't know Napoleon Dynamite energy when you're like, yeah, I've got the body conditioning of a 35 year old <laughs> No, that's yeah, that's what you I I mean, do with these maneuvers, man.
2: No, but I mean, what I'm trying to get at is it's been I a take slow no, process. It takes take 0% damage. <laughs> <laughs> well, it take 50 XP. <laughs> <laughs> it does it feels like it's it's not that painful. Like I know it's a pain it's painful when I started doing it and now I don't feel that pain so much anymore. So that's yeah, conditioning. Yeah, you've you know, done it so thing. much. You're used to but it. But I mean, and to mm, put things in perspective, chair, guys, yeah. we've got we've got a student. Uh his name is Cornelius. And he's like 54. And hmm. when we're in Tiger class with him, he outpaces all of us, dude. I mean, that guy is just hardcore. All of the stuff that you're seeing me doing here, he does backflips and handsprings and all kinds of crap. He is insane. um So, yeah, let's not let our age get in the way. And then, yeah, here's a fun like of me with the staff. I love this shot because you can see the staff flexing a little bit. So it shows you like how hard you flick out the staff. And, like it's flexing, it's cool. But anyway, enough of that. I just thought I'd show you guys because I don't often get to show people the Kung Fu stuff that we do because there isn't often a photographer nearby capturing the cool stuff. So, yay. Anyway, that was it's that. all cool stuff. Mm-hmm. But like now we get to yes. our favorite Rob section. <laughs> <laughs> what are you reading? What are you watching? What are you playing?
1: Rob, lead the charge.
0: Well, I this week, uh, not not too much new. Um, I'm kind of just continuing on my Cowboy Bebop um, uh, bent, I suppose. Keeping keeping on going with that. Um, when does the episode... live
1: action show drop? I think it's sometime in November now, actually. It's ah. in the next week or so. And you're believe... wanting to watch the original series so that it, you kind of spoil? Yes, I actually, no, Stephen,
0: it drops on your birthday. Oh.
3: <gasps>
1: Happy Mm. birthday to me. Hell yeah. It's
0: not that I want to spoil it. It's just I want to kind of like be able to, in my mind, be able to go. go. I mean, I had a general uh, feeling of what the original series was like, but I wanted to kind of mm. like be be fresh when I do watch this.
1: Subbed or or dubbed? uh,
0: Subbed. Like the original Japanese voices are so good, though. They are good. I don't think I've ever watched it dubbed. Oh, because the dub's
2: great.
1: I got really? annoyed with the translations yeah. because I thought the translations were clunky. Um, there was mm. one line that Faye delivered in, I think, her introductory episode, and I was like, "Oh come on, that's that's the direct translation." There's a far better English phrase they could have used. So mm. I switched over to the the dubbed version, and she did say it in like the kind of the more idiomatic. English phrase, and I was like, okay, that's it. I'm sticking with the the English translation from now on, because yeah, as I say, the the, the dubbing is yeah, they take creative license, and you know the the voice talent will say will reinterpret the lines in a more naturalistic English way, whereas yeah. the subtitling will stay faithful to the Japanese word for word, which. Eh, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm stepping on hallowed ground here. I don't think it always services the the drama well. Because you're kind of pulled out of it. You're like, well, oh, that's a really clunky way of expressing something. But <laughs> in the rich, if we could understand Japanese, it would seem so much more eloquent. Nuanced. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, the nuance is, is reinserted when the English-speaking cast take a crack at it. Maybe it's not the case for every um, dubbed show I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it varies voice cast to voice cast, but I'm saying that Cowboy Bebop, as you were saying, Paul, has mm. some very good English dub.
0: Well mm. then I'll I'll be sure to check it out after I watch the live
1: action. <laughs> you can um, do so the triumph. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean coming <laughs> really from a guy good.
0: who did um dubbing, I mean I, I trust your opinion as well. <laughs> you know, you have some idea of what good dubbing is and what bad dubbing is.
1: Yeah, the only kind of dubbing I've ever done is bad dubbing, my friends. Um, <laughs> so you know? You. Yes. <laughs> it's, um, when you are dubbing Indian soap opera into English, it's all about quantity over quality. Let me tell you.
2: Well, I watched this uh, really cool show called... Um, it's called The Billion Dollar Code. It's a German show about guys who um, basically invented the, the technology behind Google Earth. And i'm gonna leave it at that because anything more than that will actually make it uh will spoil it it's a fantastic show if you guys haven't checked it out um i watched that dubbed and i typically hate netflix's dubs like whenever they do a european show and they dub it in english it always sounds so flat and so cold and and i feel like the emotions are often wrong for the character and this was one of the few times where like, I started watching the show and I heard it had a dub, and I was like, okay, it's actually okay. It's like, it doesn't bug me because usually I'll just switch um, a Netflix show into uh, subtitles, uh, like, if it's a foreign show. And I, I, I can't think of the name of the show now, but there's this really cool bank robbery show um, that has got the, the woman who uh, went on to portray Baroness in the most recent uh, Snake Eyes film. I'm trying to remember the name of that show, but like, the dubbing in that is unbelievably awkward. And uh so I, Cabrero. Yeah, so like wow. Um my my thing is yeah, dubs can be so good and so bad. I know that <laughs> in anime works we used to actually have like sort of a, a list of shows that had fantastic dubbing where we would actually be able to sell those on their dubs. And that would be anime's like Full Metal Alchemist. Uh the Ghost in the Shell dub was actually very good. Uh Cowboy Bebop was one of them, it was was amongst that. Uh Trigun as well. And also Helsing, you know, uh, coming, uh, you know, tri, uh, gun is interesting in the whole anime sphere in that a lot of people find the original Japanese to be fiercely irritating, uh, whereas the English is more palatable. It's got
1: a bit of a bit of a soft touch uh, up front, yeah. doesn't it? I mean, it's really yeah. like comical until it it takes a, a left turn. Yeah, exactly. All of a sudden, the you know the the, the lead character suddenly stops being a goofball and actually starts being hardcore uh, it's an interesting show in that respect but uh, yes yeah. i don't want to get too far down the the no let's not get down track. that rabbit <laughs> hole yeah um that's a whole new podcast but i will say that uh, in the chats a very interesting and, and and uh i'd say very positive tidbit is that apparently for the live action they're overdubbing the the flesh and blood actors with the original japanese voice cast that's so, crazy. Spike Spiegel and Jetto and Faye will all sound like they did in like the anime. They did. That's crazy. Thanks,
0: what an amazing thing to do. Well, I suppose <laughs> it's like, you know, last thing on the whole dubbing and, and whatever else thing. It's like in Germany where they have their own, you know, everything is, oh, yeah. like, I believe, put into German. And they have their version of like Bruce Willis, you know, who's the voice <laughs> of Bruce Willis. And like, you know, like they become so famous that like they can't actually watch the original movies because it's like this is the, that that is not Bruce Willis. It does not sound like him. <laughs> I have
2: actually experienced that. Mm. In yeah. Um, as you guys know, um uh, I was seeing a girl that was uh from German, uh, from German, from Germany, and she had exactly that. It was like Well, she
0: was from A German
2: yeah, she was from a German as well um but she she had that uh there were certain movies where she was just like, no, the dubbed version is better and I'm like, no, the dubbed version of Terminator is not better, but thank you for participating anyway <laughs> you know? um, but yes, it is a it is a thing it is a thing. so yeah, Rob, spot on dude <laughs> absolutely um and also just uh I just started watching Squid game finally. Uh, like properly like sat down celia and i started watching it subtitled <laughs> um because that's one show where that the dubbing does bug me but anyway show mm. is very good uh rob i know you've been checking it out steve i'm not sure about you but i've been thoroughly enjoying it uh, uh at least uh, until halfway through the second episode when i passed out after being completely buggered after the whole day of ex- ex- exhibiting kung fu but uh, <laughs> i've been enjoying that when I have been able to watch something, and of course I'm, I'm digging Seinfeld. I really, uh, yeah, Seinfeld's great. Anyway, carrying on. And I yeah.
1: was gonna launch into a side note about the state of Star Wars, but we are, we're just spinning our wheels, boys. Let's hurry up and get to our topic. Let's do it. Of course. Um, but I suppose one can't um, move past the kind of the general chat section without mentioning that this weekend past would have been the Codename Iowa Convention. Mm. Um, And, you know, there are various things being showcased there. The Grindhouse, Grind? Grindstone (laughs) Studios uh, toys are obviously going to get a panel. uh, So we'll see some exciting news out of that. The Codename uh, Corsign Longbow figures, the sort of Mm. new O-ring figures that are being created by an independent toy company We'll hopefully see some updates. Uh, But something that that came out of this past week, which I just would love to show you guys, is um, the RoboSkull Mark II being piloted by Desert Rat from Valiverse.
0: No (laughs) way. That is so cool.
1: So, yeah, a six inch figure inside the RoboSkull of our buddy Tony Roberts. (laughs) That's amazing. It's, it's so, cool, showing man. such love and such a synergy between fan projects, I, basically. Um, I and they that both shot. look gorgeous together.
2: Hey, on the topic of RoboSkull, uh, I suppose it's worth mentioning that G.I. Joe Berg has now, well, G.I. Joe Berg, myself from G.I. Joe uh, I've managed to secure one uh thanks to yeah standing paul that is great so news. when that bad boy comes out i will have a robust goal to play with and to review and gush over as well as one of the grindstone figures that is coming with it so mm. one of the o-ring stars. that is incredible like, that we're is... gonna have to come up with the most crazy play motion story we've got to do something cool with it um uh, i'm very excited about that It just yeah had to announce look how big that toy is man it's gonna be I awesome know. that's a- I, I didn't mention it at the time, but I think that the the skull portion of the RoboSkull Mark II is
1: one to one with a human skull. Surely it's got to be. I mean, just
0: looking at pictures mad. on this. Looking, like the, looking at this picture that we're showing right now with the stew kind of like pointing at it, 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 is pretty, it looks pretty accurate. It might even be slightly bigger. That's <laughs> depending on the skull.
1: That's so rad. I, um, wow. Yeah, that is, uh, I, I believe that it, it, the prototype was at Codename Iowa, so people could actually handle it if they wanted to <gasps> and give it a thorough test. Well, now I'm wow. curious whose
0: skull that was based off. Mm-hmm. Like, did they actually um... take a live person's skull? or well, not a live person, but like an actual person's skull and then go like, now we'll design <laughs> this. <laughs> oh, can you imagine like in an... Oh, like I suppose you, can, you can't really sell it, but like a crazy variant where it's actually made from a skull.
2: <laughs> and also, on the top, yeah, that would be fantastic, actually. <laughs> that would be amazing, but I don't think way. you can sell something like that. Um, also, like you mentioned, mentioning Grindstone, uh, that, they, I think that a lot of their stuff is on BBTS now. Um, it's available for, for purchase from BBTS.
0: Uh, that's is it cool Grindstone? That you can because? actually get it from a proper... i mean it's cool to be able to buy direct from these people but it's nice that their products are are popping up on recognized retail outlets you know
2: yeah and guys i mean please like if i um yeah no wait sorry i'll take that back the grindstone stuff is not out yet but i think it is available for pre-order i could be wrong there but i do know that the eagle force stuff has uh finally uh you know made an arrival on bbts like the pre-orders are up for you to grab mm, cool. your favorite approximations of your favorite figures, like uh, you know Charlie Brown. I mean Charlie Brown. <laughs> so, uh, boys, yeah, what would you like in
1: your Christmas stocking in hey. 2021? Oof!
2: Okay, I gotta get my list. Hold on. <laughs> okay, uh, here Rob. We go. <laughs> go, Rob.
1: Starter.
0: Well, okay. So, I mean, I think uh, these are essentially taken off my um, my favourites or my favourites list. I think we we did earlier this year. Mm. Um, so uh, it's Scarlet. pretty straightforward. Um, yes, actually, Scarlet. Um, I I recently played around more with my original Scarlet with the the straight arm version, and it just reminded me how much I would love to have a swivel arm version. Cause like, mm. I was just moving about trying to get into certain poses and I realized it, it's so limiting not having that extra articulation in, in the elbows.
2: It's tricky, dude. I know. It's I like... was
1: mere minutes from uh, getting a replacement crotch for you. Someone mm. snapped it up. Like, these things <laughs> are like hen's teeth but it just randomly popped up in like a parts sale on oh, a, 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 an Australia Facebook group and oh man i just got in must have been a couple of seconds too late because the post had only gone up 15 minutes ago and i was like oh could i please have um the item in you know grid d7 <laughs> i was like sorry mate d7. Just,
0: seven just that taken. is wild so
1: that just shows you
0: like how how like how many of these crutches are broken look an like intact scarlet
1: version like it's so thin that lady mm. has got a really, really slim bonnet. <laughs> I
0: mean, it's it's a very slim figure compared to the other the, the figures that came out at the time. So I mean, it's definitely its own figure. Um, but it didn't. You know, it the wouldn't help it you there. with
1: the swivel arm need. And no, no obviously not. If but I mean, it would still be nice.
3: No.
0: Yeah, I know. I think I, I don't know if I'd want to. No. I think I'd prefer to have two versions: so the actual the swivel, swivel arm version and the original straight arm version. <laughs> Um, Well,
1: Rob, all you need to do is back the Haslab and uh, get the, uh, you know, the the Scarlet pilot version. Well, there Mm, we go. Okay. I'm going to
0: quickly uh, give me one of those. Speaking
1: (laughs) of, I would love someone who's in possession of an Ace and a Scarlet to let us know if you can do that head swap, A, and B, will Ace's dome fit over Scarlet's head sculpt? I don't oh, that's think it
0: interesting.
1: Would. Mm. So um, I think Probably they wouldn't. would have had to re-engineer a lot of those parts <laughs> to make it work. You can't simply kit bash that figure. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. so the smallest so number funny, one. What's so funny, Paul? Uh, <laughs> just you know,
2: but Ace's Dome, the Ace smallest <laughs> 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 <got> head, <laughs> blap, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my god! I walked into that one, didn't I? Um, uh, another flap. thing
0: that I am wishing for for Christmas, and we we've, we've seen before, um, I'm still wishing for a masterpiece skids. Um, I a still think this is a fantastic. Skids. Oh yes, yeah. Figure. Um, I, I think it's a awesome update, and it does as as I think I said last time. It doesn't look too complicated, you know. Like it's it's a good masterpiece where you can kind of figure out what to do. I mean, I mm. think that's always been the problem with a lot of uh, the one the earlier ones. Um, you you just don't know what to do with them. They're just so complicated.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah. So there was there was another one that I'm I'm, I'm definitely wishing for, and then finally, and and surprisingly, because um, uh, it it is something that I'll be mentioning a bit later in the show as well. Um, but I, I'm I'm kind of softening on this on this line, and I. Probably the, my favorite one, and the one that I, I'm quite excited about. Um, I would actually love to get a classified spirit. Wow! <laughs> hey. um,
3: like, if okay. I had to choose
0: one figure to get from this entire line so far, I think it would be Spirit because I think he can kind of stand alone. He'd be a good display piece. I mean, he comes with with you know with freedom, and um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's a really cool update. It stays true to the original, but also introduces. You know, like nice mod- modernized. It's a nice modernized version of the character. I love that he comes with a sniper rifle. Mm. I think that's that's a really cool addition to the
1: character. Well, shit. Um, I mean, if if people are already getting alley vipers and bats in hand, maybe it's possible it Can get spurred before Christmas. It
2: might <laughs> maybe, but I think I it think that's but I think the alley vipers and bats have been in production for a long time already. I mean, remember when those, those no, unpainted why did they take so samples? Why with spirit?
0: They should've done him oh, first. Oh, dude, it might have
2: just been logistics, man. Sounds Logistics. But yeah, they probably um, knew that everybody's gonna go lose their shit about bats and alley vipers, so they probably put those in to the oven first, if you know what I mean. And probably made a <laughs> uh, shit ton first. of them actually. know um, so the when things.
1: spirit is is set to drop? Is
2: it uh, the next first year? Quarter? March. Um, yeah. uh, it's coming in March. March, April. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so which away. means in the in the states, I mean that's BBTS's pre-order listing. So I m- imagine it'll probably hit store shelves in February. Uh, yeah. BBTS mm-hmm. is always a little bit late on on that. I find.
0: I mean, something else yeah. I'd wished would have come out by now, which I would have loved to have get gotten for Christmas, is the the GI Joe Renegade Studios RPG. Um, <gasps> you know, the base book. But as far as I can see, it's it's nowhere near being coming out. Um, <sighs> So on their website, they've really listed, um, you know, the pre-orders uh, release of, I think it was the Power Rangers one, which they announced at about the same time, and that's for March hmm. next year. So, I mean, that means that, like, the G.I. Joe one, it's not going to come out before March next year. It's going to come out after that. So that's more of like a, I guess, the uh, German Christmas uh, <laughs> gift, <laughs> <laughs> a June gift, maybe. Um yeah, so that's my very short Christmas list of things that I, I'm still very excited about um, getting, hopefully.
3: Nice. Okay.
0: Heck, yeah. Cool, So, man. Paul, so, sl- so Skids, with, huh? this, with this. Uh, yeah, dude. Skids looks absolutely incredible. I think he drops this and month. Spirit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and Spirit. Would you consider uh, the regular re- release, uh, or is it a Voyager class? I forget the nomenclature. Oh, I the think there deluxe. was
0: the, there was the one that I showed last week. Or the
2: There's the deluxe before? class from Kingdom that's coming that's out. It. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think there was there was another one that, I did, that I did show off recently. Oh, there was the the Pulse version to rem- remind people what that looks like. It was this little guy. um Yeah, I think this is oh, also yeah. a pretty good
1: one too. Seeing it after the uh, masterpiece, it's it's you can definitely see it's the poor man's toy well, it's, you know it's it's the toy that you play with as opposed to yeah the this, one is, this is the kid's ultimate representation kids. but also it, ironically it's still
2: a good
0: update though i
2: think and in my opinion that skids that you're showing now out of that whole unveiling of toys that's the best looking toy out of everything they unveiled at P- pulsecon for transformers in my opinion yeah i think Humble, so is it? that and also sound blaster actually
0: i get why sound blasters okay but he's
2: no skids you know he's no skids not not that i'm like aching for a sound blaster i just knew it was coming down the pipe and when i saw it i was like huh nice but i skids think, is I think beautiful. for
0: me skids
2: is the scoop of transformers he is mm. the scoop of transformers <laughs> rob we got to get you and thew together one day i think you guys would have a lovely oh, chat about thew. Skids. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, my goodness. I just love that I love these, like, obscure characters. because I really don't think he's a main character. Not that I followed, you know, Transformers storylines and stuff, but, like, I just, yeah, since that first time, you know, I saw the the character, the figure, I was just like, it's cool. It's just such a, he's actually a robot in disguise.
1: Oh, <laughs> I think that's freaking Not, cool. not a Porsche. Exactly. It's not like, hey, look at
0: me. I'm a Porsche. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, there's not that many of those going around. Oh, jeez. So,
2: Paul... Uh, drop this Me, what is on my list? Okay. Deep uh, breath. There we go. He's going <laughs> in There we going. Okay, so I really want a version 2 Mercer the vintage. Rick. Uh, Rick. I need Rick. <laughs> I need Rick. <laughs> <laughs> I want a Battle Call Mindbender very badly. I love right. that toy. I love it's such a great design, man. It's just super rad. Um Ninja Force Zartan vintage. And the and the Ninja Force Night Creeper leader, I'm actually cool with the orange or the yellow and purple or both. Actually, I wouldn't mind getting either of those. Night I would Creeper love the leader. Class-
1: ironically, was not released in the vintage uh, in the Ninja Force. No, it's
2: a Battle Core, I think. Yeah, I think. Oh, weird. Yeah, I just call it doesn't him Ninja have Force any action Night feature Creeper. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, no, he doesn't. But he comes in two different flavors, which is interesting as well. So, mm-hmm. um, I classified bat. Uh, that has really, like, shot up on my radar. Like, I understand that, and, and, and I say this knowing there's probably no way I'm going to get a classified baton time for Christmas, but, like, it's on my Christmas list, right? And then a small Heberg entry here, <laughs> and it is a, quite a small one, because it, it's, it's quite a difficult figure for me to get my hands on, is she from, from hmm. Origins, He-Man. Yeah, a Masters of the Universe Origins, She-Ra. Like, that is becoming quite a tricky figure to get my hands on. Can
1: you sing the She-Ra
2: theme tune? Very good.
3: She-Ra! She-Ra! Hey,
2: guys, you want to hear it? Like, you want to get a bit of a deep cut? I actually oh. prefer the cartoon for She-Ra more than He-Man, the original. The original cartoons... You. I, I think, think she raised better About show. this once upon yeah. a time and yeah.
1: I heartily agree with that point because mm. in Eternia like the Eternians are on top like Skeletor yeah. and his minions are clearly under the heel of the the royalty and their enormous <laughs> opulence and he's forces. just like slightly annoying
0: he's like I'm still here I'm trying to do something Exactly oh go taking back him, to your page man
1: out of the equation and Skeletor is still the underdog you yeah, know. he's still getting his ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah. in she case, it's this like struggle against the evil empire. Like yeah, it's the a horde is movement. on yeah. top, which is
2: vastly more interesting to me. It gives the, the show stakes. And that that opening song for the movie, when they introduce She-Ra, like the, the He-Man Shira sword for power movie, that opening song is just amazing. Um, <laughs> You guys should take give it a listen. In fact, if you're listening to this podcast right now, if you want to hear, I would say an an incredibly synth wavy, campy '80s track, go and check it out. It's just super catchy. You will you will love to hate it, or you'll just really love it. Either way, what but, uh, what is
1: it, Paul? I missed that the first time around.
2: The Sword of Power um, opening song. Uh, right. So for the, I mean, Secret of the Sword. Sorry, Secret of the Sword. Uh, he Man, mm. She-Ra, Secret of the Sword. It was like a mini series, all collected as the He Man movie. Um, it's for the sort of transition uh, into She-Ra, or should I say, to introduce Shira? Um, oh, yeah. yeah. It's like the,
1: it's the the opening series
2: of.
0: Yeah, it's the first like the first couple of episodes, basically.
1: Is
2: that what yeah. you're
0: saying, Paul? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, Tim's, yeah. Tim's
2: saving they your ass in it. the comments. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> Got my back. Nice. because of him that i watched it recently so (laughs) and then well we'll just hear what steven wants on his list the truth of the matter is like what do you get a guy who has everything
1: i do feel like i'm very content with my collection uh there are always bits and pieces that i can add to some mythical list and to that end as far as my top five for 2021 is concerned there are only two items remaining um because i bought a sky striker a beautiful sky striker i might add bought a toxo zombie mm-hmm. uh that's actually making its way to me as we speak maybe it'll be here in time for christmas who knows Ooh. uh and i've got my tiger force out back in my possession radness uh... dude
2: but that's like only, you, that's
1: great the only thing yeah. remaining would be uh swivel arm grunt and the infamous lead difficult to find it seems um weapon from the 1992 air commando Spirit. his pistol my goodness man
2: did you guys uh did you see um i'm i'm struggling to remember his name now it was on uh on instagram uh somebody took steamroller and gave them those two uh pistoles like uh, it's such a cool thing it just made me think of like when you when you mentioned Spirit's gun now just made me mm. think of that steamroller and he's just loaded and I saw that on on Instagram and I just had to comment it was just so what cool what guns
1: did they give him
2: they, um, they're they just snub-nosed shotguns uh, oh, basically man. yeah it looks so cool like uh, I'm sorry I'm just struggling to remember the name of the Instagrammer now uh, but oh it was grad. it was just such a good choice in weapon I was like damn that's so cool Like that just elevated Steamroller for me. That's actually, by the way, that's the genesis of this topic, by the way. Hmm. Um, Hmm. Yeah, Hmm. seeing that just changed my opinion on that character, which is what made me think of this topic that we're going to be getting into after our Christmas lists. So, Steve, is it safe to say that we are allowed to now buy you socks?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like that Mr. Bean Christmas. Uh, He stuffs his stocking with a matching stocking. (laughs) <laughs> like I just,
2: pops the one sock out of the other sock and I'm like, oh,
1: Christmas socks.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm seeing like, I mean, you're a dad now, right? So I'm seeing this transition, you're going from like, you know, into dad mode. So like, you know, you, you're the guy that's got everything. So like now, you know, this, this is what happens. This is, this is why like, we would buy socks for my dad for Christmas, because clearly, you know, when I was in the picture my dad was like, well, I've got everything now, you know? And then my mom's like, well, I guess we're just going to buy you socks and aftershave now. And, you know, like, is that yeah, what's happening look, to you? It's,
1: it's also a case of like, I've reached my ceiling for stuff. You know, and I, right. I, I, I don't need more stuff. I'm, I'm stuffed. You're stuffed. <laughs> like a Christmas Turkey. um, Or Thanksgiving Turkey. This is the interesting thing about this topic in November is because for a lot of the world the lead up to Christmas has begun but for our folks up north and to the far west um it goes Thanksgiving first and then the Christmas ramp up like so I don't know if their stores are, are Christmas decked out yet because it's all Thanksgiving financial
3: hours hours are
1: oh. hmm yeah there no, oh. are the bloody like you said, they've thawed out Mariah and Buble (laughs) and everybody else, Bonnie M are doing the, the rotations at the supermarkets.
2: It's Uh, mad. Darren
1: has asked if I could just respray a Viper version four gun and pass it off as, as uh, spirits. Well, I'm still holding out hope that the accessory exists and is not uh, too far out of my reach. Um, there is a, a seller, a dealer, who is based in Australia, who deals in parts and toys, and just, he's got claim sales all the time. And I literally missed out on, like, I looked away from my screen and looked back, and that item was already claimed. I was like, oh, bloody hell. Anyways, I don't want to belabor the point. I, as the man who has everything... You know i I want everyone to have a safe christmas and a christmas hopefully with their loved ones because unfortunately due to circumstances beyond anyone's control i once again will be spending an orphan's christmas on the far side of the world um so yeah like a a christmas wish that i have which obviously can't come true for me but hopefully can come true for the maximum number of people this year is to spend christmas with your family um and and this is true for my brother's case who's been in the UK and has only just been able to purchase flights to South Africa uh he's got two kids it's always going to be touch and go like he he still doesn't believe it like once he gets in the plane and it's in the air then he mm-hmm. will believe that 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 it will have worked out but there are so many additional hurdles to jump through thanks to the pandemic and yeah, I mean up until very recently South Africa was still on the UK's red list of countries that you could not get any kind of exemption to visit. So, you know. And of course, Tim, yes, if I had one wish, I'd ask for world peace.
2: So would I, dude. Like yeah. I don't care how lame that is. I would love Can there for be peace, peace in the world, please? Yeah. yeah. And not just peace yeah. in the stable anyways that's
1: that's me man i didn't want to make the tone all somber and stuff but like honestly nah, man. i'm cool with toys i just want to see mine again
2: <laughs> i'm just excited that your your butt gets to you know be with your folks and that you know his kids get to be with granny and grandpa that's really hopefully cool that's that's, uplifting. that's great hopefully you he know?
1: repatriates my beautiful sky striker <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd love mm-hmm. him to ha- find a way to smuggle that in, along with two kids' clobbers. I mean, t- traveling with twins is no easy feat.
2: Yeah, but jo- yeah, yeah, he's badass. He he's got it.
1: Shall we? Shall we crack on? Some- yeah, this is this is getting interesting. We're going to talk about toys that we had no affinity for and have suddenly come around on, and we're also in the same breath going to talk about toys that we always liked but have now gone sour on uh we've limited it to three and i've struggled to come up with them initially mm. but now that i look now that i look back over my list i'm like absolutely i've gone sour on these toys or absolutely i have now got a raging heart on for these toys so mm. who's going first boys
2: i, I let me go first uh, okay, Paul. A ch- go first. Yeah, let me let me give it a shot. Let me see. Let's do it. Okay, so uh, how do you guys should we start about should we start with things that we have grown to dislike or things that we've grown to like? Which ones are the ones that we should start with? <laughs> do you think? I
1: I would like to go with the positives and then get onto the the negatives. Oh, personally. okay. No, that's <laughs> Some cool. troll
2: like that. <laughs> no, that's cool. Well, I suppose you could always change it in in the edit here. So, um, toy. <laughs> Okay, so with the toys that I dislike, and here's the thing. I had a hard time figuring out toys that I disliked. Okay. And I mean, this is obvious. I mean, you guys know me. I'm I'm pretty I'm a pretty up person when it comes to things that I like. I like to give stuff the benefit of the doubt and you know, give it I, I don't know, I just see the potential in a lot of things. I like so it's to difficult give stuff for me to, to the
1: benefit of the doubt.
2: <laughs> I like to do the stuffs, okay? Like really? I just get excited about things. But like a toy that I've grown to dislike and it's literally the only one. <laughs> um, well, a, a toy that I've grown to like, let's just start with that, rather, is Commando Snake Eyes.
0: Interesting.
2: So, yeah, so I always thought Commando Snake Eyes was like, okay. Like, I've always been like, I think it's a cool toy, and I know that it like made a huge impact when it first came out, and I'm pretty sure that as a kid, I may have gravitated towards it already, but because I had the... You know the I was spoiled for choice when it came to snake eyes and because my first snake eyes or blush with snake eyes was the silver goggled butterfly knife wielding you know 89 version uh, the
0: superior version yes
2: yeah well some might say the superior <laughs> version and then I was introduced <laughs> to the version that had the had Timber. that became my holy grail so this guy kind of fell by the wayside in in my importance or love or care for him. And Look, it's you, only reason... you can't be
1: blamed for that because it had no impact for us. This wasn't available yeah. in South Africa, and it wasn't featured on any card backs that we had access to, so it didn't exist.
2: Yeah, mm. it was. It's a cipher. It's like just. It's a thing, you know. Like it, it, it. I don't know. It Just didn't have a special place for me. And I know that I disliked it when long ago I had asked a, a fellow toy dealer to try and get hold of a Snake Eyes and Scarlet vintage toy for me, and he went and got me prices and stuff and um he's like they're so expensive i mean they were so expensive guys they were 300 rand each Ooh, Oof. and we're talking like 1999 here okay <laughs> so like wow so expensive anyway um so you've come around just... on this one hey you've come i've around come around, around on, on it, it and... and i'll tell just you what Just
1: in time just in time for the hasbro pulse two pack hey right and that's where and you, that's baby. where this all...
2: they, they got me man and you know what got me what turned me around on it was actually um my was the, was the classified version. <laughs> <Yeah>, of course. <laughs> God damn it. The classified Commando Snake Eyes is what turned me uh, onto this toy. I was like, oh wow, this is actually really cool. And then the O-ring was announced and I was like, wow, I really want this figure now. It, it's also It also doesn't help that if you're trying to find one of these toys for yourself, this is quite a, an expensive dude to get your hands on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, idiots
1: keep drilling holes in them.
2: Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I rediscovered
0: recently that I own one of these.
2: Oh, yes.
1: Courtesy of Brent McMillan.
0: Yes, I was like, mm. and I oh, kind benevolent. of came a little bit around Brent. myself, actually, um, because I think he is a really cool figure. I would, I'd actually I'd, I'd jump in on Paul on this one. Um, huh. I wouldn't say my favorite, but I mean, I have an appreciation for it. And And then we
2: did this little review.
0: On Snake Eyes as well. That also kind of—it's a good turn, version. You can see why people, you know, kind of like gravitated towards him because he really
2: is a cool figure. It is cool, um, and the standout from that original lineup. And I—I uh, I think it's like Steve—Steve's video, uh, the review that we did, kind of showed me how to play with this toy. Yeah, hmm. so that's why I've come around on this one. What the next um, one?
1: Issue twenty-one didn't. Come on.
2: <laughs> no, issue 21 is just like Snake Eyes is badassery, you know? It didn't make me want to buy the toy. It was just made me happy that I have Snake Eyes toys. Well,
1: Paul, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna jump in with one of my sours then. Yeah, go for it. Uh, because because that it segues so nicely, I have really gone ice cold on Visor Snake Eyes.
0: Uh oh. Interesting.
1: Snake Eyes version 2. Often lauded by most Joe fans as the ultimate snake eyes, uh, and the one that sort of really came to prominence, um, you know, taking all the notes from the original and then adding to it in material ways, making him a ninja, giving him the wolf. I don't like this toy anymore, man. Certainly does hold some mystique, but like I am really sour on the visor in all forms. I'm sick of seeing it. It was used in feature film and makes no sense to me visually um i I don't don't like it i don't like the fact that it's the most popular i really wish we got more commando snake eyes just for the simplicity of it just because there's a purity there that that if you add all this ninja gunk to like snake eyes will always be a ninja but a ninja doesn't have to run around with a sword uh and and unfortunately like running around with a sword kind of forces you to use it. So it's always going to be a contrivance that follows Snake Eyes around that he will cross swords with Storm Shadow. Why? Mm. Because they're both the only sword wielding guys on the battlefield and they're linked by the Arashikage clan and they've got the shared history. But if you ask me, like these guys should never cross swords. <laughs> you know, it, it it's it's too obvious when all they need is a con conversation to straighten things out and they're both very philosophical warriors mm. uh, anyways i'm getting off a beaten track basically stylistically give me goggles or give me death i'm done with the visor
2: whoa okay yeah it's strong wow um wow okay go you Um, (laughs) hot takes boys hot takes on episode two. discovered himself (laughs) i'm 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 glad i'm sitting down is all i'm saying Uh, (laughs) well then another toy that i've kind of come around on and it's something that i didn't really have much love for before but uh is this bad boy over here the cobra hydra sled i don't know what what it is about this i think it's just that it's also I think it's because of the play motions uh, when Steve uses that uh, uses this in the play motion and it just makes so much sense. And then seeing it loaded with these two eels on the back and you look at the box art, it just sells it to me. And when I realized how small it actually is, it became even cooler because for some reason, uh, when you look at this, uh, at least in my eye, when I used to see this online or uh, in Mark Bellamo's guide it just seemed bigger somehow and I just felt like it was always just such a waste for being that size but now that I see it, it's actually quite a compact little vehicle I've really grown to love it and I mean this isn't something recent this is something that happened I think sometime like maybe a year or two years ago uh, actually that I just fell for this vehicle I think it was when we were shooting Blazing Sands that Blazing Sand that um, that I turned onto this toy and yeah, man. It's super cool and it's and, and I think it's super overlooked in a lot of ways too. So that's something I came around on. Have any of you guys are you uh, have you guys got anything we can segue into or can I go straight to my third one?
0: <laughs> Get to number three dude, do it. Get Look, to I'd the
2: the hydro
1: about the hydro sled, uh using it as a submersible craft really unlocks its potential. Using it as a surface skimmer or very fine and well, but like that thing has stealth written all over it. It is yep. totally an insertion vehicle for a pair of eels. So, using it neath the waves is its a no-brainer for me. Gotta be. Gotta be.
2: I just, yeah, and I just, it's just so cool. I mean, stealth is mm. the word there, right? It's just rad. And I kind of got a tied topic for my third one um, because it's kind of interesting. Tied
1: topic. <laughs> all tied a
2: tied a tied uh a, like a like uh, tongue a That's tied it. tongue i have one of those two now but uh this dude over here the the cobra infantryman the cobra trooper cobra the enemy uh whatever he is to you um yeah man this is a toy that i was always like yeah our cobra officers we totally need them whatever whatever whatever's um. It was never like a major priority for me to get the vintage version. And I am, of course, referring to the... Steven. (laughs) 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 I am, of course, referring to the vintage version of this guy because they've always also been one of those toys that's just been a little bit expensive to get your hands on. Uh, And I had a whole bunch of them in modern era. And I just felt like, okay, well, you know, whatever. And then Steve got himself a handful of them think you you managed to find two of them and that turned me on to them quite a bit i was like wow they're actually really really good and when i found one locally for sale for a fairly reasonable price i couldn't help it but uh, but grab it and here he is i mean this is a picture from my desk and i really i've really turned into really loving this toy it's like it's it's gone from being something that i had like very little interest in it, uh, into something that I have a lot more interest in and a lot more appreciation for, as well as uh, somebody, uh, a character that's also quite maligned in the in, in the Joe-verse, but this bad boy over here, Bazooka. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Bazooka was always just going to be a space filler for me. I was like, okay, I want to get Bazooka because he is a Sunbow character and I do need to fill the gap with him there and blah 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 and I had the the Tiger Force version which is fun, you know and and all that good stuff and then uh, last year sometime I sort of realized I could get my hands on one. I just asked and Bart's buddy uh, actually got me, got hold of one for me um, which I then bought from him and here he is and I gotta say yeah, this is a great toy. Like, nothing special about bazooka, you know, other than the fact that he's bazooka, and that toy is just really great at being bazooka. And once again, <laughs> play motions have turned me onto this character. Actually. So when you turn uh,
1: me on with the big puppy lawn. Yeah, baby. <laughs> bad luck, lady. Yeah, or man. Travels <laughs> with Katzenbogen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I I've come to really like this toy and I've come to find that he's got a lot of personality in a line of toys that have a lot of personality. you know he just does stand out in a special way. So any hate that I've had for the bazooka toy, I think has now just faded away into the into the fact that I now get where he can fit, and yeah, so'm I'm, I'm loving that. and Rob, Rob, have you what what have you turned on to? what What were I you like on, Sweet on to. baby? You can't say Scoop because <laughs> scoop.
0: we all know we love Scoop. I love Scoop. Well, I think I'll start with, like, a, a more generic thing. Um, and I think it came up, obviously, already in, in my wish list. Um, I think I'm kind of softening on the classified line. I mean, mm. finding more interest in it. Um, like, I just thought there were no merits to the line because, you know, it wasn't three and three quarter inch. Um, mm. Essentially, there's re-releasing, you know, three and three quarter inch figures at a, at a bigger scale. But like after seeing Spirit, I mean, it feels like they can modernize things, and there are some of the be- better six-inch figures I think coming out. I mean, if I've looked at other figures from like the Marvel Legends line, I mean, still by the same company, but like they just don't—they uh, don't feel as good as the GI Joe figures do. Mm. Um, you know, they're choosing nice accessories for them. Um, the, the tooling is really good. The, the detailing is amazing, and they—they they kind of, as the line's been going on, they kind of—it feels like they kind of getting into their stride you know they're kind of producing new things but there also there's a certain um i suppose reverence or pathos with
1: the old stuff you know it's like mm. we got to make it updated the term, but make the it look good correction of course correction thrown yeah. around a bit that like you know there's a level of listening to the fans you know yeah i mean um, and that's i think that's appreciated no more yeah, gold pads
0: yeah you know they obviously started like this is the original version that we're trying to go with but Actually, okay. It looks like the fans prefer updated versions of the old ones more, and I think I appreciate them. I would love for them actually to produce their own characters at some point. Um, you know, Whoa. expand the Jaja universe. I think that that'd be kind of cool. Like, what what can they do now that they kind of have a better feel for what the fans want
1: but, and but create new it, characters that on. fit in? Rob, are you not blurring the kind of the the essentials here, like? Is is classified the place to put new characters into? Are you not thinking? Uh, What would you call it then? Well, classified because it's a new scale for GI Joe. It's all about converting one's three and three quarter inch or four inch modern collection into six inch classified versions. Mm. Like there is no room to create new characters because you know that's that that would be a niche better filled by the retro collection or now the retro O-ring collection. Um, we've all yeah, been but then, but, but crying then I think out kind for of... new O-ring figures and characters. Yeah, uh, for sure. classified, but I mean, everyone's these guys crying need... out for the best hits now reimagined in the six-inch scale.
0: Well, I, but I still would love for them to actually tackle new characters. Because I mean, hmm. the, I mean, because you, you're still going back to the 30-inch figures the whole time. Uh, you're not kind okay. of like exploring new territory.
1: Is, I mean, three and a
0: quarter inch isn't isn't the base stone. It shouldn't necessarily be like where you're constantly going back to to find inspiration for what you're producing now.
1: Here's a. Hypothetical. You know, they need to find their own voice. But yes. So, we got this mythical line in the 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 modern collection called Pursuit of Cobra. Everyone mm-hmm. speaks about it with great reverence because they took inspiration from old and they revamped it and made everything new. Uh, for instance, uh, your spirit from uh, Pursuit of Cobra, the one with the green snakes. Yeah, yeah. The one that looks like Billy from Predator. Right. Yeah.
2: That's a cool toy, damn. Cool Sorry. toy, yes. But
1: would you take that toy with his reimagined stylings over a four inch reduction of the classified spirit? Ah, oh. mm. mm. and 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 if you extend this logic even further, if you would you take a brand new Viper class like Data Viper, who was a sort of drone pilot with like missile pods and a giant domed helmet, over mm. a classic like Alley Viper? You see, I think the nostalgia bone will always win. Even yeah. if you want new characters, and things. like unless you're buying everything, in which case you're just buying everything. But like, <laughs> I think Classified is really homing in on the optimum versions of the toys we cherish and know and love from the past.
0: Well, then maybe that's what's actually slowly winning me over with this line: is the fact that they exactly. are doing that. But I'm kind yeah. of misconstruing it with like, give me new characters, and <laughs> you know, it's just like I want new characters in general but uh but i think i think yeah spirit i think is is a fantastic example of what i would love to see more of from classified but yeah i think yeah so i'm more in favor now of the classified line than i have been before um i think Mm. i've been very against it i think it's it's taking tension away from the ordering figures um you know three and three quarter inch but i think they're
2: doing cool stuff and you you can't deny that i mean at least i can't deny that any longer (laughs) Well, I, I, I'm in the same boat as you on that. I've, I've really come around quite a bit on classified, and that was actually something... I was, I, I'm actually glad that you mentioned it because the segue is really well into it. But classified Joes, especially like... I feel like from Zartan upwards, um, have been really magical. And I mean, I've got, I've got this uh, Flint, and I've got a Lady J to open, um, and I'm dying to, to get them out of their, their cardboard prisons. Uh, mm-hmm. because they look so good and they look like so much fun. And also, you know, we, I've, been, I've still been taking 30 minutes for myself to play with my toys and whatever. And a lot of that has been with these two clowns over here, these two uh, Cobra infantrymen. I've been having a lot of fun with these two guys, you know. So, like, just doing stupid stuff around the house, just like, you know, creeping them around corners and doing like some around-the-corner shooting and whatever. But I've been having fun with them. And, and that's the thing, like, I've actually been playing with them. And that's, that speaks volumes of the classified line. And once again, you know, thanks to guys like MCD and to Ryan Sweeney for helping me see the light in this respect with what you guys have done. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel the same way you do, Rob. I've, I've softened on them quite a bit. You know, before I, I was interested in, in them with G.I. Joe book guys, and now I'm interested in them with my own eyes which is, you know, just only dangerous for my wallet. So, anyway. <laughs> so. <laughs> they're spending your money for you. <laughs> exactly. Um,
0: and then I have one other thing that I've, I've kind of become in favor with. Um, after we did our 90s uh, uh, binge a little while ago, I started looking a bit more at the 90s stuff. And there's, there was a couple of things. I mean, I often thought all the 90s vehicles were just, you know, maybe not all of them, but in general, they're just trash. Um, <laughs> It's just it's like there's too many play features and just too much stuff. I just couldn't, you know, reconcile them with, with how I would like to play with things. Um, but then I kind of started looking at the vehicles again and discovered one that I thought that now I've kind of, I'm kind of like it's actually it's not as bad as I thought it was. Um, and that is the the brawler. Um, I don't think I've ever mentioned this vehicle before. Um, I really think this this toy is actually kind of cool. Hmm. I mean, it it still looks very much like a toy. I think those kind of the way that the two missile launches are kind of like molded, you know, to be able to allow it to kind of like swivel up and down. It feels very toy like or toyetic. But I just love that you can put so many figures in it. Um, And it's, it feels, it feels compact, Um, like a very compact toy. Like it's, it's, it's all there. It's all together. It's got treads, which I think is fantastic. I think treads over wheels always. and the orange is garish, but not too garish. Works nice um, with the blue. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. Um, and I think it, it just looks it looks better than I thought it did. Um, when I kind of, you know, those times I kind of, like, flip through the Yojo um, galleries and go, yeah, I don't like that still. I don't like this. I like this. And it's just something, like, switched. I was just like, actually, this is a cool toy. I just like that huh. it's compact. It f- feels like it has a lot of death going on. And it's multi-purpose, <laughs> you know. Like it has, it has like these giant like um, machine guns on it. It has a, a, it's got, it's a tank, but it doesn't look exactly like a tank, you know. It's got that huge gun on the top there, um, and it has so much stuff going on, um, which I, I think is just really cool. Well, I think Rob, if you want, to, I you can like... repaint all that stuff.
1: You could, yeah, and many people have, <laughs> I suppose. Uh, you know, it, it's an easy enough fix to just repaint the garish orange yeah but the best showcase online for a brawler is actually an unboxing and assembly video done by our good buddy hcc 788 the link will be in the description below it's very very enlightening to see how one of these toys comes together straight out of the box it's harrowing at times watching brian (laughs) assemble this thing uh, but you know,
0: snapping all the stuff together. geez, I can imagine.
1: It might further your appreciation of the toy or it might diminish your appreciation of the toy, one or the other. I, I think it it will affect you um to see it come together. So Well, I'm yeah, uh, I'm definitely
0: out. gonna check that out. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, I think it it, it it feels more like something I want now than like than before. Where like I just dismissed most 90s vehicles as being like, you know, Garish Neon Trash, essentially. (laughs) Like, this has a a certain degree of not trashiness.
1: I think. Hey, man. G.I. Joe had to play catch-up in the 90s. Green Army men were no longer relevant. But, what else are your 90s figures going to use as their main armor, if not the brawler? Think about it.
0: Yeah, it's fantastic. I think it's really cool. Oh, so what do we hate guys or what does Steven like? Stephen?
1: <laughs> what I've turned around on uh first up I think it would be uh barbecue eco warriors.
0: Hey. Oh, Interesting.
1: This figure probably looks very familiar to you Rob because this is the Star Brigade payload which was yeah. everywhere in South Africa like every CNA oh, yeah, I can, you could
0: not buy one. I think everyone like, knows. Got not in one, Joburg I
1: think I think I've got two. Yes. Um, but this is the original use of that mold. And to date, the only version of barbecue in existence with a unique design. Like every other Gabriel Kelly takes, you know, a chip off the old block and is, is, is the V1. It did it with Slaughter's Marauders, obviously, because it was just a straight up redeco. And then in the 25th anniversary, straight up version one reimagined for the four inches And now again, the awesome classified version is also just it's V1 again. But like Mm. and and also I the Eco Warriors is it's a great subset for me because it's so off the wall and, and invites really fun play. And how can this guy not invite fun play? He's the Eco Warriors firefighter. At least his, his his squirty gun makes sense. He's actually squirting water. <laughs> um, Zipline not included. Like, the big drawback on this figure, apart from the fact that he looks particularly plasticky, is that he doesn't come with any additional accessories. He's only got the water bazooka and the backpack.
0: They should have changed their packaging. They, obviously, he was meant to come with it at some point.
1: Well, it's so curious that they depict him ziplining and yet he doesn't come with any supply and equipment. They could have just repackaged Tomax and Zamots. But another toy that I've come round. To... Sorry, Paul, you want to chime in on? No, barbecue? I was going to say,
2: he just—he looks like a like a diver. Like he—he he looks like he's from the abyss, from the movie, from the James Cameron movie. Well, that's Star... why he was so easily
0: adapted to a space guy. Star Brigade. Mm. Yeah.
1: To the green it's a good mold. A I, I enjoy
0: him as payload, <laughs> but I mean it'd be interesting to see him with a, with like a yellow visor.
1: It's just a, a different, you know, it's an update of a classic G.I. Joe character, which is always an exciting thing. Like there are, within the 1982 to 1994 series, only a handful of those. You know, Stalker mm. with a kayak comes to mind and there were later Stalkers, but like 1989 ripped the roof off. They gave us another Snake Eyes, another Rock and Roll stalker zap got a you know from the og 13 zap managed to escape obscurity and get used in the supersonic flight fighters well out of the royalty that is team 1985 barbecue barbecue of all characters the firefighter got a different uh deco shape design and while it will never outdo his Cylon. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's fun, and you've got a face finally to barbecue, even though it's beneath a yellow face shield. I mean, you could pop that off, and a lot of a lot of cheap and cheerful ones online have the, the glass popped out
2: and lost. It's like he's like Alpha. We need five teens with attitude. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Red Ranger. <laughs> Either that or it's some kind of, like, kinky suffocation helmet. I mean, this <laughs> is <versus> gas tank?
2: <laughs> what do
1: they call it? Auto-erotic asphyxiation. Yeah. Yeah, look look that one up. Oh, here.
2: that what they call it? Sorry, I don't Google <laughs> such things.
1: All right, all right, all right. Uh, the other thing that I've gone very sweet on is the Skull.
2: When I first saw
1: images of the RoboSkull, I thought, this thing is so naff. Was it meant to go toe to toe with Sky Strikers? Like this is stupid. <laughs> like it's a flying <laughs> skull in GI Joe or Action Force, and then it wasn't helped by the fact that I saw it in the Battle Action Force comics, and I'm like, these poor artists and writers—they've gone from writing, you know, the Germans as the enemy who have Stuka dive bombers and and 88 millimeter cannons to having to work this stupid thing into their story this and the Kraken I mean all these kind of sci-fi elements that the typically hard as nails gritty realism of the action force comic books uh, typically dealt with you know all of a sudden they've got to work in this shit but how can you not look at its design and Marvel um I think I'd gone sweet on it before the RoboSkull Mark II had been announced and primarily thanks to the fact that it's been worked into like canonical Harmaverse. Like the Roboskull and the Red Shadows have appeared in Larry's books. He has written them in. He has acknowledged Action Force only toys. Uh um, that's which cool. Is, yeah, very cool. So that that kind of turned me onto it. And and there's no going back now, guys. This is this is big news. Whether it's the original or the Mark II beautiful design well done Bob Breakin, back in the day and the third thing that I've gone sweet on the Steel Brigade whoa I did not like the idea of green shirts in G.I. Joe I like G.I. Joe all being named characters but I cannot deny that the presence of a Steel Brigade in your G.I. Joe unit is vital Because there's certain things that G.I. Joe just never gave us. Not that I'm going to make a hobby of a habit of army building these guys. But at least conceptually having a steel brigade guy filling out the background or just occupying a gunning position or being a co-pilot, like they are the best shoe-ins for all of those roles. And more. Just technical stuff. Or a guy guarding an entranceway. You know, like you can't have named Joes doing all the god duty, you gotta get these peasants <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to do it for you. These faceless hordes of steel brigaders or steel what's the new name since Bobby's taken Steel Brigade, the trademark? Steel Battalion? Steel but that sounds right. I don't know. Anyways, I have come around on the idea of essentially green shirts in my G.I. Joe. And when they look this good, how can you not? It's a striking design. I see why Cujo always sang the praises of the humble steel brigade. It definitely has a mystique to it, even though it's the classic case of a Frankenjoe. And, and that's me for my sweetness. Damn. Should we segue straight into my sour? No, I've spoken enough. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Robert, I want to know bro. what you've soured on, actually. Oh, I've okay. on. Well, yeah. it's
0: interesting. It's uh, once again, it's it's thing. Uh, I think. Well, the theme of mine is essentially like um, variance, I suppose you could say. Um, mm-hmm. Where like once I preferred, say, well, no, maybe not superior, but I mean, I thought it was still an interesting version of the character. Um, where now I'm kind of like, uh, I prefer the original or the other version. Um, actually, I think in both cases it's the original. So. I always thought maybe the Tiger Force flint was an interesting version of flint, but I've kind of become not so interested with it. <laughs> I really love the original coloring of flint. I think he, they nailed it the first time around. And as a variation on him as part of the Tiger Force, at least to me, this doesn't scream Tiger Force. Like there's there's a bit of a, you know, the, the patterning on his, on his top but not enough so to kind of go, oh, he's definitely Tiger Force, like the second you see him. Um, and like the green pants to me just doesn't fit so well as as the original coloring of the pants. Um, so like I really, over time, I've kind of come to realize that they really did get it right the first time around. Um, and you essentially could have taken this and maybe made the patterning on his pants more Tiger-like, and then that I think that would be a much better Tiger Force version of Flint. Um, Than the actual Tiger Force version. Here's a nice still from um, an HTC video where you can see them compared side by side. I think the Tiger Force one, to me at least, looks more plasticky, and the original just looks more like an actual soldier that you'd see running around on a battlefield. Um, like they just did better coloring. They've obviously picked out more details. I think. I mean, especially if you look look at the boots of the Tiger Force version, they've completely ignored the, the extra detailing on the originals boots. So he looks less complete than his original version was. So that's my my first thing that I've kind of soured on is is uh, I suppose it's it's I've kind of like just realised how much more in favour I am of the original, but I've, I've definitely soured on Tiger Force Flint of ever being interested in getting him. <laughs>
3: and,
0: and then
1: it has its place, I guess. If you wanted to do a Tiger Force only display, you No, don't no, want to for use sure. The but I mean,
0: I think I uh, just it's he doesn't feel like Tiger Force either. Like I mean the other guys mm-hmm. have more like more interesting colours. It's more obvious that they're part of Tiger Force and he just looks like he's slight I don't know. He doesn't feel enough like he's part of Tiger Force. It's like he was just that afternoon they were like, Hey, do you want to join us for a Tiger Force mission? He was like, Okay. And he, you know, he spray, you know, dyed his shirt a certain color and this still had some of the back stripes on. And he was like, That's <laughs> good dragging,
1: enough. He's dragging his heels because he found out like he was like, Oh, Tiger Force, who's in charge? Duke. Oh, <laughs> oh come on, Bad guys, guy. put me in charge. <laughs> <laughs> How can we both be in this unit?
3: Hell.
0: <laughs> it makes no
1: sense. Oh, mm. uh,
0: jeez. And then the other thing I've soured on, um, which is interesting because like, it was the version of the character that I, I think we I really would experienced most of our lives. Um, and only later on did we get the, the original version. And that is Tunnel Rat. Um, I always liked Sonic Sonic Fighters Rat because I think it's a cool version of the character. But then you kind of see the original look of the character and you're like, that is so much cooler.
2: Never mind the fact that there's a Night Force version as well. Yeah,
0: and a Night Force version, absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, I specifically soured on, on um the the '90s version because so I think Stephen, oh. you had this forever,
1: um, oh, as, as kids, wasn't it? No, my friend, you had the fun school version of Tunnel Rat.
0: Oh, who has
1: a bright red shirt?
0: Yes. Okay, so maybe yes. I'm, I've soured on the bright red version. You've soured on your
1: <laughs> own toy. I find, I just as a, as a, as a, <laughs> a palette, palette change um, that doesn't offend, I particularly like the um, Sonic Fighters Tunnel Rat. You know, it cleans off the, the camo smears. So this is Tunnel Rat in a different setting, maybe. It's yeah, a you could put like a
0: city setting. I mean, Yeah, it's, it's a any, perfectly
1: serviceable um, alternate look.
0: Yeah, Uh, but I think they nailed it on this first version. I mean, absolutely. Look, I think once again, it's kind of like that the Flint um, color scheme, you know, the kind of the black and the the, or the tan and the kind of like the uh, not tan, what's the color green on the top? I mean, this is just just feels like a proper soldier. Um, Well, I I suppose (laughs) the other version is more like a cartoon version of him. (laughs) Andrew wants
1: (laughs) us to not forget Tiger Force Tunnel Rat, but uh, get out of here with your exclusives, man. Damn! (laughs) What are the prices like on Tiger Force Tunnel right these days? (laughs) Not as high as Outback, I suppose.
0: uh, Probably not, I'm I'm guessing. But close. But, yeah, so those are the two figures that I kind of, like, have fallen out of favor. I think I've just kind of... I think it's more a positive thing. Like, I've just realized I really enjoy the original coloring of things more than I do often uh, of repaints. I think probably the only exception at this point will probably still be... um, sneak peek i still think the night force version is the superior to the original version because he feels hmm. it it's it feels more appropriate to what his function is on the battlefield
1: <laughs> what about tiger force sneak peek <laughs> <laughs> he's actually got like i think his chest is is totally tiger stripey it's beautiful anyways um tangent i, I don't need another exclusive tiger force uh, actually Actually, can we drop the word exclusive from the the Tiger Force (laughs) non-U.S. versions? Because they weren't exclusive. They were only exclusive to people within the U.S. (laughs) We got them. Europe got them. Great Britain got them. I've even learned that Australia got them. Mm.
0: Okay, so it's basically just non... It's just... Yeah, U.S. didn't get it.
1: they're, They're not exclusives. They're not even Europe exclusives. They no, they're just colleagues. international Anyways. releases. Yeah, and Tiger Force Blizzard, uh, the desert banana boy. I still love that, though. Sand I skiing. love it. I and, love yeah. it. Oh, man. Are there any <laughs> of your sour lists that aren't repaints, Rob? No,
0: there's actually the only two that I came up with. Um, okay. I haven't really soured on anything else, unfortunately, or fortunately. <laughs> oh, um, no. I, I still like most of the stuff that I've always liked. Um, All right, I try to like, keep it. Too. I didn't want to like come up with reasons. You know, I did not want to like, go. I guess I can add this on the list. Yeah, you,
2: you know exactly. You didn't want to like try to find something you didn't like. You just, you know, yeah. you, you kind you of know, had I just to go looked with at
0: things. And I was like, actually, yeah, now I kind of <laughs> do feel different <clears throat>
2: about this thing.
1: Mm. Mm. Well, that's probably the theme tonight. That like we are making the hard decisions. Like, can a repaint ever outdo its original? And I think I'm the exception to the rule in that my first reception of the Outback character was as Tiger Force Outback, and therefore, the original is the imposter. Yeah. Uh, so the Tiger Force was the only version I wanted to seek out. But you know, for everyone else, it's a real head scratcher. Like, yeah, it's nice and all, but why didn't you lead the classified version with the original? Well, they want to shift the repaint first because they know they know that you'll buy it if you don't have the original <laughs> to compare it to. Hmm. Hmm.
0: so paul, paul what do uh, you hate
1: coin toss, do you want to go first do you want to go
2: no let me go because this will be pretty quick actually oh well wow. um, see because okay. paul hates hardly anything we all know yeah i don't i don't all. hate <laughs> a lot of stuff but like there is one in particular that so this is a a, a gi joe character or should i say rather a cobra character <laughs> oh my goodness, you hate an Outback. No. <laughs> <boy>. <laughs> no, I would say that rather this is a cobra character that for the longest time I dug and it made a lot of sense. I was like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense for this dude. But then as time has gone on and I had and I and when I was or when I came up with this topic and I was like thinking of like stuff, this is the figure that popped out to me and I'm going to show you and reveal it on the podcast in two seconds it is hooded cobra oh commander oh my god not the not the awesome not the awesome youtuber um but the the toy you've soured on him no, i've soured on
1: hasbro him. both they don't yeah the but like anymore. for different
2: reasons i get i i understand why, why oh when i say i understand yeah fine okay i work what, in but the hood is never coming back Oh, dude, it's just Mm. like, you know, when you work in like advertising and marketing and all that stuff and you do graphics and whatever, there are certain things that are kind of sort of taboo, depending on which region in the world you are. And then there's things that are international taboos. So I understand Hasbro kind of souring on the hood. I get that. Cool. Just the thing is for me is just that when I look at my Cobra Commander figures and, you know, a lot of them come with variations and I'm talking modern era here. When i look at the modern era gi joe's i go okay you've got a variation you can either wear the hood or you can wear the helmet and my guys invariably always get the helmet i just prefer it it just works for me it makes more sense it's a look that just rocks i mean the hooded look is cool i'm not saying it's like it's like it's shitty or anything i i really loved it when they did that uh, devil's Due sort of series where it was like gi joe reborn And they've got that awesome Cobra Commander. And he is hooded and he's wearing the jacket. And that made for a fantastic sideshow figure, which is also just really awesome. But it had me pining for a helmeted Cobra Commander. And when I finally got one, it made sense. And when I finally got my own personal vintage helmeted Cobra Commander, I was like, this is amazing. And then when I had the opportunity to get a hooded one, I I know this because it was sitting on Biddleby for a long time before I decided to to click on it and i actually missed out on it i actually ended up buying mine from Mm. another source and um i bought it because i was like hey here's an opportunity to get one not so much like oh wow i really want this toy kind of thing and yeah and it just says that like it it, to me it's just like i feel like i've saw it on this design quite a bit like i'm i'm not saying it's bad i'm just saying my appreciation of it has dropped quite a bit in favor of the helmet cobra commander um, here at G.I. I...
1: Joe Book we answer the important questions Christians.
2: goggles <laughs> or visor
1: hood, hood or helmet, or helmet. <laughs> tiger force <laughs> or regular guys. These are the identicates of like finding your like like fellow tribe. Hey <laughs> like within G.I. Joe fandom, these <laughs> are the questions you have to ask to like get a match. This and, is where you split,
0: yeah. This, this is, where, is
1: where you swipe right.
2: I mean like uh, to stand up for this toy a little bit I do appreciate that it isn't just a head swap you know, like, yeah. there is stuff going on there, which is cool. The deep like, blue
1: will always be lauded. Like, people will always be like, why? Why can't we have a helmeted version with that deep blue? Yeah. The blue I is
2: better. am so happy we don't have that either. <laughs> I'm just saying. <gasps> oh, my I goodness. I don't like the dark Paul blue. Paul has gone I, over to the helmeted uh, side. He I sees just it. don't love navy blue in general. So, it has to be, like, the right kind of dark blue for me to like it's it. Not I'm very blue, particular. It's not
1: navy blue. It's cobra blue.
2: Yes. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's the thing. Okay. And yeah, I do love that he's got a squidgy head, though. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll,
1: fall, we'll survive falls from the roof
2: on yeah, concrete yeah. as long as I mean, he lands on we got to love that. And uh, <laughs> Andrew Creech had to, oh, sorry. sorry I mean, MCD. Uh, he mentions um, Star Brigade, Cobra Commander for life. Hell yes, that Cobra Commander is super awesome with his suction cup play feature. I I really got to get one of those in my life, dude. I just I, I that just makes so much sense. Can you imagine? Let's do like suction cup Cobra Commander to your to your um Defiant. Thump.
1: And it would appear Tim has matched with you, Paul. <laughs> Excellent. Dark blue sucks.
2: Yay. Thank you. I'm, I'm not alone. But like like Stephen says, find your tribe. <laughs> Mr. Swipe right. Okay, Paul. What's yeah. next? No, that's it, dude. That's literally the only thing in G.I. Joe that um, I used to be cool on and have soured on because my opinion still hasn't changed on the Coastal Defender. It's still shit. Still like unbelievably crap. <laughs> um, I could have actually filled up my things that I've turned onto more. Uh, like I could have added three or four more items to that easily. But disliking, mm, no. It's it's. Uh, you know, I've I, if anything, I've grown to love more of these GI Joe toys than to dislike. Or just full of love. Yes, uh, full it's, of it's love not the Kung
0: man. Fu way. You miss love all. <laughs> okay, well <laughs> I've
1: already <laughs> shat on visor, Snake Eyes. Sorry, never huh. again. Um. But I've also soured on the Transformers.
2: Whoa. Like it's all, all the of the Transformers.
1: Like all the Transformers. Oh, my that word. Is
2: that is wild.
0: Wild. It's crazy. Oh. You guys are like coming out with these like insane like things you soured on. And I'm like, I don't like the color of this figure. Rob, <laughs> <Mom>, that's totally <laughs> cool, like, my dude. There's like fundamental shifts in you guys are going on there, here. And I'm just like... There was a time mm-hmm.
1: when... G.I. Joe and Transformers were neck and neck for me. It could have gone either way. Uh, I was in my early 20s, as I said before in this very episode, I think. um, I had money of my own. I had unlimited internet access at the law libraries (laughs) at the (laughs) ECT campus. And I trawled for images of old toys that I'd never seen before. And I was buying at a rate of knots vintage G.I. Joes and reissue transformers you know alternating basically uh every other week it was it was a new new fad and as i say it was neck and neck i was all over the tfw 2005 boards and i was all over his tank um i don't know what it was that that pulled gi joe out in front ultimately um but yeah it has left transformers in the in the dust And and Transformers has continued to fall further into the dust for me. I've not ever been enticed by any of the the recent, uh, you know, at retail. You could go to a store in my town and buy Transformers at retail. You cannot do that with G.I. Joe. And yet, I'm still not tempted. So, clearly, Transformers has just fallen off my radar. I don't know what it is, but I guess I like what I like. And I like it so intensely that... You know, my focus is now laser.
2: You don't think that maybe it's um, because you're away from your collection? don't think that that's maybe had something to do with it? <sighs> I just,
1: I think I don't understand the mechanics of playing with Transformers beyond the oh, obvious right. transforming mechanic. Right. I don't know if I would orchestrate battles between my bots because to be honest, the, the storyline never got compelling for me. Uh, that okay. 's what it comes down to I mean whether you 're actively playing with your toys or you 're just having the exercise of the imagination that we spoke about last episode where you know you kind of go to bed dreaming up scenarios and adventures and interesting character interactions uh that doesn 't exist for me with transformers because i don 't think in my play pattern character was ever given much prominence. hm you know it was just a bunch of gigantic robots battling it out endlessly. That was the extent of my playtime. And so, whereas GI Joe has had endless longevity because of the interesting mix of characters and their interactions, Transformers, not so much. It was always just a gigantic battle
2: royale. Hmm. If anything, <sighs> I think I've turned go. on to those toys even more now,
1: bro. The, yeah. the availability is their biggest advantage and, and I don't blame mm-hmm. you. You are constantly greeted every time you go to a toy store by eye candy. I mean, right. I'm, yeah. And there's a nostalgia buzz that I get from seeing like reimagined Beast Wars guys. Oh I'm yeah, because like, that was my jam. We we missed the G one cartoon, but boy, we were there for the 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 Beast Wars generation. Of course. Um, yeah. And yet, yeah, I just can't pull the trigger, man. I just also, feel like I... I wasn't getting much plastic. I look at Black Arachnea, she's terrific, but I'm like, hmm? that's all you get in the box. They, they even push her forward in the box to kind of try and give you the perceived value. I'm like, there's, there's nothing but empty box back there. They've given it this, like, false bottom to just bring the, the action there, figure yeah. forward. I'm like, there's, that's there's nothing. There's nothing in this package. But that's just me being cheap. Uh, which segues nicely to the other thing that I've gone sour on. The last striker. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh my goodness. I,
2: I saw I saw a Facebook post by your, uh, by you the other day regarding this. And but I was like, Shots fired. Absolutely, <laughs> shots fired. And, and I realized, like,
1: as, as a, a voice in the community who has an unfair platform, that being this podcast, I don't want to go into the details of my, my souring because I don't want to ruin this for anyone else. It needs to be backed. It needs to be funded. We need to send the message to Hasbro that we want this stuff. But I don't. So, you know, that's 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 me and I have, you know, deeply personal to me reasons why i'm kind of sour on 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 the sky striker but i don't want to dissuade anyone else so like i guess i won't won't talk about them till till it's all said and done but Mm. and also this this is a week-to-week thing like my my opinions on this toy are flip-flopping very aggressively (laughs) you know back and forth so i might be down on it this week something might be announced next week that turns me back onto it um but yeah, my reasons are multitudinous. And as I say, I don't want to undermine all the good work being done, particularly by a guy like Carson Metaxas of 3D Joes, who puts together a fantastic argument for why, like, you should be supporting this as, as best you can, you know, as, as far as your dollar can stretch. And even if you want to flip them on the aftermarket to make your money back, like, just, just do it. Just pull the trigger, send the message to Hasbro that this is what we want. And mm. that's how you get more stuff. That's how you get a reissue of the whale that can accommodate both three and three quarter inch figures and six inch fl- figures because they've upped the scale and they've got, you know, new insert parts that allow it to be adaptable to six or four inch. Like that's how we get these hypotheticals. That's how we get a classified series histec. Mm. We've got to tell the big boys that only care about the bottom line in Hasbro, the, the bean counters, the the big bosses, like, tell them that this project has merit and deserves more attention from them.
2: Maybe also remind them that it's possibly cheaper to make these than proton packs and maybe that they should have had a 5,000 rand, I mean, a 5,000 entry for these (laughs) as opposed to the 7,000, stretch goal, whatever it is that the proton packs have. Anyway, just just putting that (laughs) out there. I think 10,000 is a bit harsh, to be fair, but yeah.
1: Look, I think it'll make all of its stretch goals.
2: I um, hope um, it does. I, I really do hope it does.
1: It's got 30 days to go, and it's halfway to the... the look, I I have, I have confidence in this project, confidence enough to know that, like, my drop in the ocean won't make a difference. I might eat those words later, I
2: realize, but... No, I, I think for me, I just think the timing is very unusual and, and a little bit crappy, because... Think about it, like you're only going to get docked that that cash is going to come off when it gets funded. And it's fully funded, I think, in the on the 14th of December or something like that, if memory serves. And that's when people are like saving their shekels for Christmas, you know. And so like uh, people as people, we've become very instant gratification. And also with the, the way the world has become, you know, online shopping has become quite prevalent for guys to drop premium dollar on something that they're only going to get in a year and a half's time, and you're putting that Kickstarter out in Christmas, it's a very hard sell. So I am really hoping, like if the Sky Striker makes it, or should I, let's just say when the Sky Striker makes it, it's going to do so against some serious odds. Because it's got a lot going against it in a lot of ways, you know, like just in terms of its timing. Because the product itself is amazing. And I know that you Mm. have some opinions on those, uh, Steve, that you want to say for later, but I mean, there are more wins here than losses. So I
1: think we can get a hold of Hasbro and and voice our concerns. You know, Mm. anything that we don't like with the digital render or the gray model that has been showcased, we can get our feedback to them before the cutoff and they Mm. can address it. If, if they are indeed, you know, listening to the community, um, Mm. You know something that I, I love to to make light of with with Bobby's Action Force is that he was against the idea of butterfly joints for the shoulders. He didn't think that they added much, and yet the overwhelming uh, support for butterfly joints. Like he had a poll, and he went that way because the fans demanded it. So similarly, if the team at, at the GI Joe Has Lab are listening, we can shape this Kickstarter or. This crowdfunding initiative, we can kind of have our say, and I would I would urge anyone who is on the fence, if you speak about it loudly enough on the boards, it seems like they do listen.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you even got a response, didn't you?
1: Uh, that more pictures would come out close to the time, but I'm not interested in the grayscale model or the gray, mm. gray, you know, the, the pre-production model. I want to know how the digital renders are being adapted like, you know, like I don't want to get into it I don't want to get into yes, it I know, I'm sorry and, yeah, I, it's, and I keep it's, inadvertent it's into for it, now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anyways that's I think all I need to say about Sky Striker for now well, um, we have this... certainly
2: flipped and flopped all over this episode <laughs> this is are like a, a, a mishandled you know, super dildo here we're just flipping and flopping <laughs> all over the place <laughs> super lubed Oh, man. I was going to say like gymnasts but okay we're just you know flipping and flopping and oh, jumping around. gymnasts we'll probably get in trouble for saying gymnast nobody gets in trouble for saying flipping and flopping dildo on a podcast <laughs> <laughs>
1: very good we've spoken about Scarlet and Ace's Dome we've spoken about what's underneath the hood and now we're all about flipping flopping dildos
2: that's right um, ladies and gentlemen GI Joburg arming your children with all of the hard to answer questions <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rob, goggles yes. or visor?
0: Goggles or visor? I think, I think I'm still on on board with the visor. I think that that's still definitely my jam. But I I appreciate the goggles more. I like that he's a ninja. But I I and I, I hear your argument that you know once you equip a dude with a sword, uh, there's only one other guy who's going to fight on the battlefield with that sword, and that makes Helmet a lot of or sense or to me too. Hood. Um, I'm still a hood guy. I'm, I'm definitely a hood. I, I like them both, but I, I definitely lean towards the the helmet. I
1: mean, the, the I force or regular.
0: Uh, regular in general. In general, <laughs> I would say. And with your artbacks. All right, artbacks. I mean, I'm definitely old man artback.
3: <laughs> Get off my damn plane!
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. This has been a bumper two two three. The Joes. We flipped on or a game of sweet and sour uh my name is steve and i am out of here
2: and my name is paul just reminding you that you can be part of our awesome live studio audience (laughs) studio audience he says uh but you can be part of our live audience if you join the bug force you can join these fantastically sexy and awesome human beings here absolutely Um, amazing people uh and thank you to everyone. Thank you and uh, if you need to you can pick up some of our merch um, from uh, the link in the description below which will take you to either the Patreon or the merch store and I am desperately trying to get some new merch on the merch store but uh, it seems like the copyright detection has become quite smart. There was a certain Ooh. character design that I wanted to put up as a t-shirt and I got flagged immediately and I don't blame them, they're obviously having to protect themselves But yes, it is a little bit tricky. So whatever I have on the merch store is what I have. Add a couple of
0: more feathers to that character, dude. I think I need to add a a couple
2: of more. Yeah, yeah, need to add a few more feathers or change his face or something. Anyway, so you can, uh, if you want to support the channel, that's how you can do it. But the easiest way to support the channel is to like, comment, and subscribe, and hit the bell and all those good things. But mostly. Just like and comment, man. We love hearing from you guys. Um, Mm. It's always cool to check out our comments and to, you know, see some, uh, get some of the questions that you guys put up there. Some of you guys have even inspired topics. So, yeah, please feel free to comment. It's awesome when you do. And yeah, man, uh, just a reminder to keep playing with your toys, guys. You know? Heck yeah. Keep Keep doing it. Play with your hooded toys.
3: Mm.
2: Or your helmeted ones. Or your helmeted ones, yeah. Or your helmeted ones, whatever, you know.
0: Cool guys. Yo jo. Go.
1: I'm, I'm
2: going to I'm going to
0: many sucks.
1: It's right. job.